Mike, thanks for joining us again. The uh, stock market has been particularly strong considering what's been uh, going on with the coronavirus in China. And we've had quite a few questions about that. Uh, so perhaps we kick off this month by talking about uh, the coronavirus and, and what we think is uh, going to happen with markets. Thanks, Daniel. So we don't yet, um, I think, have complete and clear information on the coronavirus in terms of its origins, its spread, uh, etc. Uh, what is very clear is that there is a, um, a serious macroeconomic impact of this. Um, if you look at, say, you know, a whole range of, of detailed indicators from the number of people going to the cinema, the absence of people on the streets in many Chinese cities, in, in shops, uh, the fact that many people have not returned from the holiday period and usage of transport is at uh, multi-decade lows, there will clearly be a, a serious macro uh, impact here. Uh, and also I think across the rest of Asia and on specific sectors like transport, hotels, etc. And I suspect that that will last uh, up until uh, we get through April simply because of the the uncertainty that the whole situation has has sown. I think also what what's now clear as well is that in China, uh, I mean the authorities' response to this is quite aggressive in terms of the measures they're putting in place to quarantine people, and also I think they're now beginning to try and stimulate the economy. They've cut interest rates, uh, put liquidity back into into markets. Yeah, I've got to say whenever I hear people talking about it. Uh, they often reference the, some, the sort of extreme sounding measures that the Chinese authorities are using. And that's the bit that actually gives me more confidence that we will contain this, because the more extreme the response, the greater chance of it happening. In terms of the uh, Chinese central bank, the, the People's Bank of China, they have been pumping some liquidity into the system, similar to the US Federal Reserve and what they've done over the past year. How much of an impact do you think that's going to have I mean, it's already had an impact on the, the Chinese stock market, I think is up nearly 9 or 10% in within the last 10 days to two weeks. So in terms of markets, it's already having an impact. I think as well that there would be other residual effects. Um, you know, banks have to decide what to do with loans that people cannot roll over, for example. Uh, and then I think we need to wait a little bit longer just to see how people's consumption patterns change. There have been some quite marked trends. The the downloading of apps and video games in China uh, has you know hit clearly hit record levels. I suspect that there'll be much more online activity from a retail point of view. And China is already the most penetrated nation in terms of the extent to which people transact uh, through their phones and on the, the internet. And I expect that to, uh, to continue to rise. So it's good news for online retailers, not so good for the physical yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that this could essentially lead to some pent-up demand for, for for those activities that people can't do right now? So we might actually see stronger than expected economic growth in China towards the end of the year, if it, you know, assuming it's brought under control within a reasonable time frame. Yeah, we, there are lots of things in the mix. Um, I think as well, you've got to look at where we are in the trade war between the US and China. Other economies in the region and Asia, not very strong. Japan just printed a, a sharply negative uh, GDP number. So I think when you put lots of other things into the mix, the picture is is still quite, quite muddy. But I do expect that in maybe three or four months, the, the full effects of this will become more clear. 
Okay, thank you. Perhaps we turn to markets now, because it's my observation that I think the average investor probably has a stronger link in their mind between economic conditions and what the stock market does. So for example, if we look at the economic recovery since 2008, it's been one of the slowest and weakest on records. Yet the stock market, at least in terms of US equities, has recovered at one of the fastest paces ever. And I suspect a lot of that is down to the intervention of central banks and the low interest rates, which means that companies have been able to borrow money at very low rates and engage in share buybacks, which produces earnings per share growth. To my mind, it seems like that trend is going to continue and that's what's supporting the equity markets and it's perhaps something that clients don't quite appreciate. Yeah, very well put. Um, it's, It's a theme we've discussed in many calls before. Uh, we're very careful to, to pay respect to it as well in terms of the, the portfolios. Uh, and an interesting example would be Apple, who at the start of this week uh, had a, a profit warning because of the coronavirus disruption to its factories. And as we stand today, uh, the Apple share price is now higher than it was at the start of the, uh, of the week. It's close to its all-time high. So that is really, really quite puzzling. And I I think there's a few things at play. One, clearly, central bank uh, liquidity. The Federal Reserve uh, has been expanding its balance sheet in the last couple of months, been very active in the repo market. Also, the retail investing sector in the States has really picked up, partly because of uh, zero-cost trading. Uh, The number of retail investors active in the options market is at a record. The, The options activity in terms of positive calls relative to to more bearish put positions is at an all-time high. So there is a bit of a speculative mania going on around certain stocks. Tesla is one that people read in the the newspapers and also the other big liquid tech stocks. So that is something of a sideshow. As you say, it's driven, I think, by sentiment and by, by liquidity. One thing to keep an eye on from the last Fed minutes is that the the Federal Reserve has said that it will bring a halt to its liquidity provision in in April. So I think just before that, we would expect volatility to begin to to pick up. And it's interesting that you mentioned the um, information technology stocks that have been doing really well and the speculative ones, uh, like Tesla, for example, which um, has a lot of growth priced in to that share price. Exactly, yeah. At the other end of the extreme, in terms of stock market sectors, we've seen the utilities sector, perhaps surprisingly, do really well at the same time, both in January and the first couple of weeks of February. And this has been a holding that we've had in the agile capital portion of portfolios since inception, really, I believe. And off the back of that, a piece of portfolio activity we've done just this week, actually, is to sell that position, take profits on it, just hold it in cash for now. Just because of those um, concerns about people looking towards the Fed reducing uh, the amount of liquidity they're putting into the market via repo and so on. And um, we think it's prudent to just hold a slight underweight in equities for now and just wait for a buy, better buying opportunity. Hopefully it comes before April, but if we need to be patient, I, th- I think we will be, won't we, Mike? I, I think so. Um, we, we are in this strange market environment where everything is going up. So gold, government bonds, the dollar, equities are all going up and they've all gone up in the last two months. Normally, 
they tend to move in in different ways. The you know bonds rise when equities fall. Um, the same I think is is true of of gold. Uh, it's rare that the dollar can strengthen as much as it has, and, and U.S. equities, who are export-oriented, uh, that they will also rise. So this is something of an anomaly. And utilities, which is normally a, a safer sector, so it, it normally trades in line with the bond market, it doesn't naturally perform as strongly when riskier stocks like tech stocks are performing. So to that extent, it is something of a, an anomaly. It's done very well. I think it's wise to take profits at this stage, put the money in cash and just wait for an, another opportunity to, to arise. And that would be investment. It could be back into the utility sector at a, at yeah. a better yeah. price, but it could also be one of the other assets that we have on our watch list. We've spoken about the energy sector, commodities. You know, Those two assets in particular have really been hit hard by virus in China. So it could be that when we see cases of coronavirus starting to peak or slow down, then uh, we look at those sort of assets. But for now, we'll hold it in cash. We'll see what develops over the next uh, month or two. And uh, we will give everybody an update then. Very good. Thank you for your time, Mike. Thanks, Daniel. Bye-bye.